I never dreamed I would want a womanizer in my life until now, because now that I have one, I could not be happier. And I am giving one out here tonight to one lucky listener on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Thank you for being here with me tonight to talk sex. Listener discretion is advised because we are talking sex, so put those children to bed. And uh, thanks for staying here with me. I am Maureen. It is always my pleasure to be here with you. I'm a registered nurse, sex therapist, vlogger, uh, (laughs) researcher, all-around lover of all things sexual. Anyway, and hope you are too. But if you're not, you can get that way. You know, tonight uh, I have a great program because I have some fabulous guests. We're going to be talking about dating. When I was a teenager in my dating prime, shall I say, and I was asked out by a guy and did not want to go, my father would say to me, tell the guy you'll take the money instead. Not great advice, but it it did work, although I never tried it, but I think it would have worked. Is this the kind of advice you're giving people when they're dating? Another time I went on a date with with another guy. I didn't want to go with him either. But, you know, it's difficult to say no because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. This guy was tremendously overweight, and we went to play squash. He proceeded to put on a one-piece spacesuit thing designed to help him sweat more. That was beautiful. So attractive. I hated every minute of it. You can cringe on these dates. Same goes for men, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few men out there who dated me, like the guy who broke up with me during lunch after I had I had long blonde hair and I got a perm. And in the middle of lunch, he just starts breaking up with me. I went into the bathroom. Of course, they told me not to wash my hair until four days after uh, the, I had the perm. And, uh, of course, I didn't listen. As a teenager, you wash your hair every day. And I went into the bathroom, and because it was raining out, my hair just frizzed up, and it became larger than life. And I was just crying as I went into the bathroom because he was breaking up with me, and I so loved him. And uh, then I saw myself in the mirror, and I just burst out laughing because my hair had grown to the size of a mountain. Um, so anyway, I certainly have, I have a million stories about uh, another time I went on a date and I um, went, I ran into my old boyfriend who I was, of course, crazy about, another one, and uh, I left that date in the middle of the date to go with my ex-boyfriend. Not my finest moment, but I'm glad I did it. Whatever. You only live once. We ghost in other ways today, never returning text messages, which may be surprising. Because you thought he or she had had a great time on that date. And how about that technology? People can write whatever they want. I'm going to share with you an email that I received about a threesome. That'll be a little bit later in the program to ensure you have put the children to bed. But they can write whatever they want. And you can think they mean something. I'm going to tell you... I can often see through and I will tell you what they mean, but you may be surprised and not realize what exactly it is they mean because they can say whatever they want. And then when you meet them in person, it's entirely different. Anyway, this is all confusing. So to clear all of this up for us, uh, I have Eddie Baller joining me. He's a dating coach. He's in the studio. and He has a, a few special prizes to give out. Also, Donovan Tilsey is here with me as well. And so... They say love is blind, but what if you are blind? What are some of the challenges faced by people with disabilities? It's difficult for people to meet anyone, and I get asked all the time, can you fix me up with somebody? Lately, I'm getting asked, Maureen, I just want you to fix me up with somebody who wants to have sex with me. That's it. They're straight up. Uh, No pun intended. Um, So we're going to be talking about some of the myths associated with sexuality and and disability and and intimacy and some of those challenges and, and how you can 
pre- present your best self because we all have a best self, but sometimes we may clam up and we may say the stupidest things uh, to other people and that may turn somebody off. But, you know, we want to turn people on here on this show. I do love your emails. I'll get to those later in the program. Uh, the other email I received that I was going to talk about was from a man who is interested in breasts. Go figure. A breast man. How unusual. Um, no, anyway, he, he does, uh, he did ask me about the relationship between breast cancer and abortion. So that is something that I will be uh, researching in depth over the coming weeks. But first, the American Cancer Society has established new guidelines that free up the frequency and the delay, um, the start of screening. An, a, a woman with an average risk of breast cancer is now to get annual mammograms starting at age 45 instead of 40. And women over the age of 55 can scale back to screening every other year. One main reason for this is because women over the age of 55 have less dense breasts. Dense Breast density is really important. It's not enough that your screening mammogram says negative. You need to know what how dense your breasts are because dense breasts can hide cancer. The new American Cancer Society guidelines are the result of a review of new evidence on the benefits and the harms of breast cancer screening. It found that younger women through age 54 benefit more from annual screening than biennial screening. Biennial screening among women over 55 is now, of course, acceptable. So that dense breast tissue is an issue, and I'm going to get into that deeper in the next few weeks. These changes may be confusing, and another change also is that um, doctors uh, do not need to do breast exams where the doctor physically checks a woman's breast for lumps, and they stress that cost should not be a barrier to this breast cancer screening. So no longer those physical. This is a recommendation. This is moving from a one-size-fits-all approach to something that's more personalized and more individualized because women still are welcome to have breast exams starting at age 40. And, of course, all of that depends on history and your um, history of breast cancer in your family, when you had children, when you started your period. But if you want to check out your risk of breast cancer, you can go to the Breast Cancer Surveillance Consortium Risk Calculator. Um, I'll put that on my website, and and I'll tweet and put that on Facebook. But it actually gives you the risk, and it was developed and validated in 1.1 million women women undergoing mammography across the United States, among whom 18,000 were diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. So it is a pretty rigorous uh, indicator and tool uh, to determine your risk. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Tonight on the program, I I did mention the womanizer, and I brought the womanizer here with me in a little box. (laughs) Most people would think that the womanizer would not come in a box, but it does. Um, this thing is fabulous. It's it's actually a uh, a sex toy, <laughs> shall I say? And um, it is your private delight, essential stimulator. I have one to give out to the lucky ninth caller tonight on the program. Um, but you know, I I get a lot of the. I actually um, I get a lot of these toys to test out. And I want to test them out because it's fun. No, because I actually, that's not really why. Um, because how can I recommend something to my patients and, and you if I don't know what it's like? And this thing is amazing. <laughs> I, I actually asked the company, if you could send me two, please, I will test one and write a testimonial. And, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to be honest about it. 
and the other one I'll give out on the air. So they sent me two in the mail, and, and one day, early this week, and I've been continuously doing it all week long, just kidding, but I did say goodnight and I love you to this little baby. Um, I, I didn't read any instructions on it. I just thought, oh, I better test that womanizer tonight. Went upstairs, and uh, I didn't read the instructions, as I say, because women don't read instructions. But I did see a little something that, like, you can use lube. Okay, so I slather lube all over. And um, uh, honestly, the if you have ever... <laughs> I really don't like to talk about myself so much, but I have to say this gets a 15 on a score of on a scale of one to 10. Uh, it is the best sex toy I have to say for a woman um, ever that I've ever and I've I've seen them all, tried them all, had them all, <laughs> um, but this is very different. It is actually a different action altogether. Um, because we're kind of in the family hour, I can't go into too much detail, but nonetheless, going to give that out tonight. Uh, so the ninth caller, please. Also, or you can always call me at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you have a question. I also have, I'm hosting uh, Hot Flash Hot Flash in the City, which is uh, my little threesome. And uh, that is in Vancouver. There's one in, um, let's see, let's just start again. There's one on November 17th in West Vancouver at the K-Meek Theater. And Hot Flash in the City is going to be a great night. Uh, it's cocktails and it's uh, shopping, all of the products. And the, I hope the Womanizer will be there. Um, all the products that I advise for patients to help them to have their best sex lives ever. And um, also there'll be a movie called Hot Flash Havoc. And then there's a health questionnaire. And then there's, um, I mean, not a health questionnaire, a health presentation. And then question and answer period, all about menopause, estrogen, sex lives, vaginal health, vaginal dryness, the whole thing, sexuality, libido, relationships, whatever. You ask me anything, I'm going to tell you. And I have some specialists there uh, at those evenings as well. So there's one in West Vancouver, November 17th at the K-Meek Theater. There's one out in Port Coquitlam at the Evergreen Cultural Center, Evergreen Theater, and that's on the 18th of November. And then on the 19th of November here at uh, the Scotia Theater, Linda Steele is going to be the, the lovely and amazing and talented Linda Steele is going to co-host with me. So it's going to be so much fun. And so tickets are $30. They're on eventbrite.ca slash hotflash in the city. But today only till 11.55 p.m. tonight, if you... If you um, Go in and put the promo code HOT, because <laughs> some like it hot. I like it hot. I like them hot. Anyway, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay, correction. The Evergreen Theater is in Coquitlam, not Port Coquitlam. I really don't know my geography around here. But anyway, um, looking forward to heading out there. And Kathy Chenna, who's ca- catching up with Kathy, is the MC out in Coquitlam. So... Um, that's going to be a great night, too. But tonight, today, if you put that in, you get $10 off. So the tickets are only $20 today. Put the promo code in hot. Anyway, hopefully you will join me. <laughs> and because um, you, you, be, you will not be sorry. Uh, I've held this event before, and it's an absolute blast, and people love it. And uh, it's fantastic. So, uh <laughs> That's that. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. 
I love all your emails because it gives me ideas for the show. Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to be talking with these two guys about dating. So give me a call if you want to get some coaching tips and win that prize. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm going to slow her down because I know I'm a little on fire tonight. Not sure why. I think it's because of the womanizer <laughs> that has been in my life all week long. Did I mention that I said good night and I love you to this inanimate object one night? Anyway, <laughs> I digress. The ninth caller, Catherine, is on the line. Hello, Catherine. Oh, hello. Hello. You're making me laugh. You're hilarious tonight. <laughs> you are on fire. I would agree. Not, yes. not really. Anyway. <laughs> Um, listen, so you're the ninth caller and, uh, you've won the, your private delight, the womanizer, the sensual stimulator, like none, like nothing else. And believe me, I've tested them all. (laughs) Well, I've actually seen the video. I've been uh, hearing about this product and does it come out of Australia? I, I, I I think so. I'm not really sure. I don't, I can't, I don't get stuck up on details too much. But yeah, <laughs> but there's only two in British Columbia. I do know that, and Very I have nice. one of them, and you have the other. So fantastic! Yeah, Thank that's, you so much. Well, great. Well, enjoy that. I'm you. You sure will. I'm certain you will. But anyway, you can let me know what you think of it. Um, you know, I never like a study where only one person is the research subject. Oh, I just have a quick question. Can it be used with a partner? Absolutely. In fact, of course. You encourage that, don't you? Well, why not? (laughs) I encourage a lot. Then that would be the threesome. You see, the womanizer, (laughs) myself, and my partner. Well, I say that's really the best threesome ever, you know. Uh, (laughs) Men fantasize mainly, about 100% of men approximately, fantasize (laughs) about um, uh, (laughs) about the female, male, female uh, threesome. But, you know, that is really limited for younger guys and who actually play that out. And for, you know, women at that time in their early 20s, they're experimenting. And so they experiment with that or they may have uh, lesbian tendencies. So that's not all that appealing. Uh, That type of threesome is not all that appealing to a lot of women. But the other type of threesome where it's two men and one woman, that is appealing to uh, women more so, to heterosexual women. But a lot of women feel they can't handle that. that. Oh, well, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Anyway, Catherine, enjoy your womanizer. Thank you. And thanks Thanks, for the call. My pleasure. All right. Now we're going to get on to some dating tips. And uh, so I'm delighted to have in the studio with me a dating coach, Eddie Baller. Now, welcome to the studio, Eddie. Hello. I'm... (laughs) I have to tell you this. On Friday, I was on the Linda Steele show, and I told her, we talked about you coming on the show, and she said, and and Linda's talented and so smart and lovely. She's, you know, unlike me, she's lovely, and uh, (laughs) I'm not that kind of lovely, and she's got that amazing voice. And so she says, and I've been calling you Eddie Baller all along mm-hmm. because I just didn't want to say the other be, for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, because I thought I'd burst out laughing every time I said it or people <laughs> wouldn't take me seriously. And then she says, um, you know, in that great voice, um, oh, I saw this guy, Eddie Baller on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I've been calling him Valor. Anyway, so she was even wanting to invite you on. And uh, so we talked about this uh, 
this dating coach and the dating tips for men because, you know, dating can be a disaster. So thank you so much for joining me in the studio. No, and thanks also, for having me. You're welcome. And also, Donovan Tilsley is here with me as well. Hello, Donovan. Hello, Maureen. Great to have you here. You are a radio guy, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've been in this station a few times. <laughs> you, yeah, you've got a little experience, <laughs> which is a good thing. Experience is always a good thing in whatever field it may be. Um, so it's great to have you here because uh, you're a blind man, and yep. that faces you face some challenges around the dating Game And you know what? A lot of people face challenges around the dating game, but you have some particular challenges uh, being a blind man. So tell me a little bit about some of the myths and some of the things people expect. Who do they expect you to date, for example? Well, I'd like to start off by saying the, the, the toughest thing about blindness are the double Ds. And by the double Ds, I mean driving, which is obvious, and dating. And... A lot of uh, – you know why dating is, is so difficult as a blind person? And, yes, you can, you can date blind people. A lot of blind people date other blind people or other people with disabilities. Now, I, um, a lot of my friends, though, are, are sighted. I'm very much in the sighted community. And I hate to sound super shallow, but there's also a certain practicality if you have a, a, a blind partner – uh, you want to go somewhere, who's going to do the driving? Exactly. I like to be practical. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say that from the, from the get-go. But um, a lot, from my understanding, of a lot of relationships are based on nonverbal cues. Somebody's not going to come out of the woodwork and say, I, I like you. Well, they might, but that's, they're few and far between. And some of the verbal cue or some of the, um, the touching cues are difficult to, to take, to understand. If somebody touches your arm, are they being expressive? Are they being friendly? How do, they know if, uh, how do you know if it's sexual or non-sexual? I think the other side of the coin is I think blind people to a certain degree and people with disabilities in general are not seen as sexual beings, not that we don't have sex, but that people who are completely able-bodied, for some reason, don't always see that in us. And it's funny, I was having dinner with a friend uh, before I came over here, and she made the comment that perhaps that's biologically motivated, that the fact that we want to mate with people with strong genes, and seeing somebody with a disability, you, you kind of wonder if that's genetically where you want to go. But I think that uh, many people see many people, uh, even past reproductive years, as non-sexual. Let me give you the list. Seniors are viewed mm-hmm. as non-sexual. Women on yeah. many levels are viewed as non-sexual or not enjoying sex. Anybody with a disability, anybody with a spinal cord injury, anybody with Parkinson's disease, disease MS, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, you know, there's so many uh, different People that are viewed as non-sexual, but I think that speaks to the taboo we, that still exists around sex. Um, and and we're going to dispel some of those myths tonight. And just before we go to break, Eddie, um, you're you're going to have some dating coaches, some dating coaching tips for Donovan as well as for the listeners, and give mm-hmm. out a couple of prize packages. Donovan automatically wins because he had the courage to turn up here tonight. So he's going to yeah, get exactly. some of your private uh, coaching tips and uh, so you're going to give to two other lucky guys out there who need some help meeting women and dating is that correct yeah no I'm going to show them actually how to go uh, approach a woman and get a date fantastic okay so if you want to call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell and you're not a womanizer already (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, you can win these coaching tips 
and you know, and, and to help you to meet somebody because I can't help you all. I can't find somebody for all of you and you all want to meet someone or you just want to have friends with benefits and I'm just too exhausted and just too busy to help you. But anyway, when I return, I'm going to help you through Eddie Baller. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Uh, I'm honored to have Donovan Tilsey in the studio with me. He's talking about what it's like to have a disability and be on the dating circuit. And also Eddie Baller is here and he's giving out some prize packages of dating coaching tips for men. And I, fortunately, two guys have called in already. So I believe I have Dave on the line first. Hello, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, just basically a uh, 50-year-old man, um, newly separated, uh, getting back into the scene, looking for some help. Excellent. Thank you so much for your call. Eddie, what do you think? I mean, you, you, Dave has won yep. the uh, prize. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Good. You so, tell. Dave, you're actually going to go out with Eddie Baller. He's going to actually bring you on, out on the streets. <laughs> I'm going to be recording this now. He's going to bring you out in the streets and actually show you and have you, you know, see women and approach women and look at your style and your technique. Mm. Uh, Eddie, what what do you recommend for a 50-year-old newly separated man interested in Find it, looking for love in all the right places. Well, a lot of men, obviously, uh, after coming out of a long relationship, are feeling kind of lost, right? They've been out of the dating scene for a long time, and it's kind of difficult to get back into the swing of things. Uh, but I find uh, most guys actually don't take too long. Everyone's different, obviously, but most guys don't take too long to learn a few uh, key factors that will help them get dates and start uh, going on dates and attracting women again. So what, what is your best tip, really? What is it, like the most common thing guys are doing? Uh, that is you're just like, oh, you don't want to do that besides picking their nose or their teeth yeah. or, you know, really dressing uh, in a very unpopular way. No, <laughs> There's a lot of things I could talk about, but I'll, I'll point out one thing. It's mostly the guys have a negative attitude or a uh, pessimistic attitude towards dating and women liking them. Like if they get eye contact from a woman in the street, they'll assume the girl just accidentally caught their eye contact or uh, a waitress is being extra nice to them at the restaurant. They assume, oh, because she's being paid to work uh, and be nice to everybody. And that's true. She, she is being she paid. She wants a tip. Yeah, she wants a tip. But, you know, quite often um, that's, they're also interested in you. And if you look at it in, a, in another way, if you just assume interest, a girl gives you a smile or the waitress is being extra nice to you, why not assume that they actually like you? Because then you're gonna actually going to take some action based on that thought but if you're a pessimist uh, in dating you're going to assume well no they're just being paid for that or that was just kind of a you know weird uh, coincidence made eye contact with a girl and she smiled but it doesn't mean anything um, and you know if you downplay it then you're not going to actually do anything about it and you're going to miss dating opportunities mm-hmm. one thing i would suggest i went out with a cardiologist once he was a fellow so it was really high level at one of the top hospitals and i would and i went out with him repeatedly because he was hilarious but i wasn't attracted to him i have to say <laughs> Did he break your heart? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but I remember he would say things to me like, Momo, I wish it were you. He was from the South. I wish you, I would be going to Switzerland, I would, you know, to ski, to ski at Zermatt. And he said, I wish it were you and I going to Zermatt. <laughs> and it was our honeymoon. And I'd be like, I'm so glad I'm on this plane without you. But anyway, he, what he did, he would get so drunk and then he would literally pass out in his dinner plate. And you'd be like, he's a cardiologist. <laughs> 
<laughs> like he, he saves people's lives big time. So don't get super drunk. All right. So Dave, if you want to leave your information with Mike, the fabulous tech producer, we'll uh, we'll get this program going. I hope you'll you'll join me here in studio and tell all about your experience. Would you do that? Oh, uh, wow. Okay. I guess uh, it'll all be anonymous. Don't worry about it. No, I keep a secret like no one else. I'm a nurse for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm a vault. <laughs> well, will you? Sure, I guess I could try. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, don't worry. You'll be safe with me. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Now I have Kevin on the line. Hello, Kevin. Oh, hi. Um, I'm uh, very similar to the, uh, either your last caller. I'm 48 and single, and, uh, and I've tried different uh, uh, dating services like uh, OkCupid, uh, Plenty of Fish, and uh, I don't seem to think those work too well because I've tried uh, setting dates up, and, and they don't seem to work very well. So okay. Kind of, Kevin, yeah. have you are you just coming out of a long-term relationship well, as well? Actually, I've been single uh, for a long time, well, for a while, and I'm kind of, uh, every time I go up, approach a girl um, to go out, like I, I'll go up to a girl or whatever and try and ask her out, they'll, uh, you know, like try and get to know their get them to know their personality and stuff like that and uh, and they seem to say oh I'm busy or I've got a boyfriend or you know the same old line like how many girls I, are going to do that to a guy like I feel like I'm getting shot down from every girl out there and I'm not sure uh, what to do in that situation there's a lid for every pot my friend and soulmate but that actually may be a bit of a, bit of a myth um, yeah. there's probably a lot of people who would be attracted to you. Are you nervous, Kevin, when you're out there on the dating scene? Not really. Not really. So you feel pretty confident? You feel good about yourself? Yeah. Uh, for, uh, well, a friend of mine uh, was uh, going to take me out to like a bar, and he said, I said, well, bars are not really the place to look for uh, a nice, attractive woman. I, well, they are, but they're not, But because I mean, they're <laughs> just kind of like, I get to go know a place, you know, like get to know each other and you know, type thing. And, okay. So, Eddie, um, bars for meeting women? Um, you if you like bars, then go for it. Uh, personally, I don't like bars or clubs, so I don't do that. That's why I prefer meeting women in the daytime in uh, regular, you know, day-to-day public uh, situations, right? Just grocery shopping, at the cafe, walking down the street, just regular stuff. Like, So I don't have to go out and drink beer and stay right. out late, uh, which are things that I don't like to do. But if somebody likes that stuff, then that's perfectly fine. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, somebody, well, somebody told me the uh, grocery section, uh, uh, like in the produce section, you can meet women there and, um, you know, I'm... I'm right I'm by a, the I'm cucumbers. Like, <laughs> I was thinking by the melons. Oh, my better. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you hate food shopping like I do. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, but, you know, I have, I have actually heard that. You know, and, and it is a good idea to just shake up your routine, Right. T- never say no to any invitation. You know, mm. go out, go to parties, go to political events, go to uh, the movies. It's kind of dark, but if you do meet <laughs> that right person, that might be convenient. Anyway, all right, Kevin. Well, thanks for the call. And will you join me back here in the studio and talk about your experience? Yeah, sure. Oh, thank you so much. That would be great. You could do it over the phone. You don't have to come into the studio. It's okay. Dave's already coming in anyway. No, yeah. Uh, he has a, uh, he has, does he have a book on that or like a uh, book and tips like that or, or that I can read up on or anything? Uh, he's going to actually take you out. Are you interested in, ta- in in going out with him and him showing you how to meet? Uh... Uh, sure. That might work. Uh, might be, might be, uh, that was the prize, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Are you up for that? Sure. Okay. Do you have a book, Eddie? 
Um, I have some articles and I have different materials on my website. So, yeah, you can definitely do all that reading for free. Uh, But it's a completely different experience getting feedback from a coach and actually going out and meeting women live, like for real, not just reading something. It is. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great experience. Okay, so uh, we still have Donovan here. Donovan here. Where are all the single women? We got two single guys calling into the studio. And you, (laughs) well, this is the next part of it. And you actually had said earlier, Donovan, that... uh, Feel free, ladies. What, what what was your invitation to the call? Six zero four two eight zero nine 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 eight nine eight. And hey, ladies, I, I won't I won't be able to uh, leap, look deep within your eyes into your soul because I can't do that. But I can give uh, great back massages. Fantastic! There you go. And Donovan is a great guy. I know I happen to know Donovan personally, and he's a great guy. Interesting, smart, hilarious, and uh, any woman's dream. And he's not. A womanizer. No, I, 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 I think <laughs> I think that actually makes it difficult because I was saying to you the other night that when I go out to meet people, and I know a lot of women, and I've met women, and all the, my my purpose of meeting is is always I want to get to know the person. You know, are they a cool person? Do they like to ski? Like I like to ski. Maybe they uh, I sell uh, home insurance. They want to buy insurance from me. That's actually the the reason <laughs> that I I first contacted uh, the last girlfriend I had was not because I wanted to go out with her, but because she had a new condo that she had bought, and I thought I could make a business deal. Oh, <laughs> Tur- turns out I didn't make the business deal, but I had a relationship. <laughs> wow. Well, if they're not thinking about sex, they're thinking about money. Typical guys. <laughs> anyway, when I come back, we're going to uh, delve a little deeper into this. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. You know what? You can always give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And uh, if you have any questions, you can also email me in private, sextalk at cknw.com. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. And if you want his body, (laughs) Donovan Tilsey is here in the studio (laughs) with me. He's a single guy. He's a great guy. Go out on a date. As I say to people, you don't have to marry the guy for crying out loud. Just practice or you don't have to marry the woman. You know what I I think is the most challenging with the whole dating? And we were talking to Eddie off the air. Is as I said before, when I I meet these women, I'm kind of thinking, uh, well, I might like them, but heck, if I make the wrong move, uh, not only have I lost a potential relationship, but I've also lost a potential ski buddy, a potential sale, a potential friendship. Exactly. And and, and maybe it's that fear of losing out on something that's holding me back. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, this is really common for guys. They'll say, oh, you know, but the friendship, but they don't really want the friendship. Typically, when guys are keeping attractive female friends, it's because they don't have the balls to do something. And they're they're worried about getting uh, rejection, or so they kind of walk on eggshells and be you know be careful, but they don't get what they want in the end. Right? You make a great point. Not all guys are so confident and and don't have the highest sexual self esteem, do they? Mm. They may have missed out on good experimentation times in their lives, or they may not have the experience. These guys who brag about sexual prowess often find are lacking in that area. So women think that guys are so overconfident and they don't worry about this rejection thing but they do big time oh yeah a big time guys are very worried about it because they're trying to save face right so it's the same like as approaching a woman on the streets they're trying to save face not be publicly humiliated or if they're you know quote-unquote friend uh it's the same thing they don't want to get um humiliated by their friend and that feel that deep down kind of like that shock of oh she said no like it's not it's not really a big deal but it feels like that to guys when we're 
uh, going to ask an attractive woman on a date? Because we, the whole world says that, you know, men are only about sex. And I joke about that as well all the time. And that's not true. And no. I know that. Men are about intimacy as well. And men men want relationships. And, and But, I mean, a lot of the ones I'm running into lately are, like, so blatant. And they're like, they don't want to. They actually say, mm. I don't want a relationship, Maureen. I, I think it's companionship, really. And saying this as a guy in, in my early 30s watching people, the, the friends around me, kind of settle down and, and, and be with a partner and friends moving to different parts of the globe, you, that's when you kind of really uh, crave that companionship with another person. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. and they want intimacy. They mm-hmm. want somebody that they can rely on and depend on. And uh, unfortunately, according to a Globe and Mail national survey of 10,000 readers, 70% of whom are men, 75% were happy in their relationship and very unhappy with their sex lives. And that's mm-hmm. very common as well. So that's important. When you ask somebody out, Eddie, and or you are advising somebody when they ask somebody out, they, how important is that physical attraction, that chemistry, that thing that says, I don't care what you do, I don't care where you're from, I don't, you know, I think you're attractive, I'm attracted to you, I can't explain why I'm attracted to you, but how important is sex in the date, or the, or the, the chemistry, the, the neurochemistry of love and lust of that attraction? Well, it's extremely important. I don't think you can maintain a... Um a happy long-term relationship without it. Like, I suppose there, there are examples of people who are doing that, kind of like uh, in the survey you mentioned. However, they're more like friends who live together. Exactly. Right? Not, and, and a lot of these people are going to find sex elsewhere. They're going to get satisfied by somebody else. Exactly. Right? And uh, I think a lot of people get into these kind of situations in the first place because they didn't have options to begin with, and they settle for somebody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you never want to settle and you never want, just want to have somebody for the sake of saying, I have somebody. And yeah. A lot of people marry the wrong person. They think, well, I had the gorgeous, you know, whatever first and we're divorced. And so now I'm going to go for the, you know, <laughs> the lesbian lookalike. Or, you know, and, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, uh, and who's smart maybe or, or whatever, but not really sexual and not really, you know, I think it'll meet my needs, but it, but it likely won't. Um, so there's lots of uh, different reasons we choose to be with the people we choose to be with on a long-term level mm-hmm. and on a short-term level and even outside of the relationship. So, so we've got a single guy here in the studio, ladies. And uh, if you're, what, what kind of age group are you uh, interested I, I in, Donovan? I would say like tw- 25 to 35, 36. Okay. Uh, you got to, uh, you know, love life, uh, be active. Uh, still, you know, enjoy going out to, to parties and be social, got to love to travel and don't take yourself so darn seriously because I, nothing better that I like to do than laugh at myself and, and laugh at those around me. World, the world's a fun place. And it's great to enjoy life. And it's also good to know what you want mm-hmm. in a partner. I think, Eddie, you're the expert. I'm the expert. I don't know. <laughs> I could, I maybe don't know what I'm talking about and that's fine. But how important is knowing what you want before you head out there on that dating game? Um, it's really important. It's Well, it's more a matter of having boundaries and, you know, finding somebody that fit in, fits into your, I don't know, how, how do I put it? I think it's, it's more of a matter of a, having attraction and boundaries as well. So if somebody doesn't cross your boundaries, that doesn't do things that are going to be off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can set that line so the person doesn't cross it. Uh, but... Other than that, you know, you, you have to maintain attraction if you want to keep something going. Exactly. I want to read a message that I just got at sextalk at cknw.com. Dear Maureen, Donovan sounds nice, confident, and he is attractive. 
laugh out loud. And uh, <laughs> so she's obviously checked your picture because you can do that on social media. Uh-huh. And she's heard your voice and she's, you know, that confidence is sexy every day is what I like to say. So they're out there, Donovan. Somebody's going to come in and you're going to get those uh, dating tips. So Eddie, I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight and for giving out those generous packages. And Donovan, thank you as well. We've got to go to break now. Thank you so much. And I, I know it's all going to work out, you know, because <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for thank joining you. me. So uh, when I come back, I'm going to read you a couple of emails and uh, wrap up uh, the show. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, there's three of us in the studio here. I want to thank my guests. Um, uh, don't forget, Hot Flash in the City, three cities. Uh, West Vancouver, November 17th. Coquitlam, November 18th. And Vancouver, November 19th. Go to eventbrite.ca slash hotflash and put in the promo code HOT and you get $10 off. Tickets are $20 tonight till 11.55 p.m. tonight. Um, I wanted to get to a couple of emails that I've gotten since we're on threesomes. Uh, you know, and I, and I think this uh, is one of those things where women may get an email that might shock them where a guy that they might know or they might be going out with or whatever, and he sends a message about how he wants to do a threesome with you. And so I received a, uh, an invitation, <laughs> not the first, <laughs> hopefully the last, anyway, to do a threesome. And the, the question exactly was this, specifically. And sometimes that's why you, you have to – this was not what this person was asking – even though the question was, do you want to do a threesome with a girl and a guy? So that you would automatically think, oh my gosh, this person wants to do a threesome. No, that's not what he said. He did not say, do you want to do, did I want to do a threesome with him and another girl? He just wanted to know. So anyway, of course, I'm not going to give out any information except for no. But aside from that, this question is much deeper than that. This question reveals so much, and but it's because I work in this field and I get this stuff. And so when I look at this person, and I, and I guess that he is over the age of 35, and so when men over the age of 35 ask a question about threesomes, for example, they're revealing their top fantasy because this is the top fantasy for men. So no big deal, revealing the top fantasy. But I would take this a little bit deeper and I would say that this gentleman lacks experience and experimentation that should have been done in his early 20s. So, for example, this person may have been married young, may have actually had adult responsibilities at a young age, missing out. He may be divorced or he may be, may, maybe had a divorce or is maybe going through a divorce. His relationship now, if he is in one, so if he's not in one, that's self-explanatory. So he's fantasizing about the city sex part. Um, But if he is in a relationship, likely the sex is dull and boring and just not meeting his needs. And so this is why he goes, crosses that boundary and is talking about this because this is arousing. So ladies, when you get an invitation like this and an and you are not uh, somebody who has lesbian tendencies, and you have no interest in having a threesome with two women and a guy, you know, take a step back. Don't realize why the person 
is asking. It's not about what they're asking. It's why they're asking. And look a little bit deeper. Because as they say, it's not always as it appears. But there's usually something behind it. So that was one email that I got. And another one was, and I don't have any time to go into this tonight. Hello, Ms. McGrath, I was wondering if you have ever considered discussing on your program the growing research that seems to suggest a casual link between induced abortion and both breast cancer and premature births. Interesting question. I don't have enough time to go into it tonight. I am going to do a bit more research on this. I've done a little bit. There's So far, what I've come across is some research from ideologues around right to life, uh, promoting this. Um, and some psychological stress related to women who have experienced uh, an abortion. I know women struggle with this. I had a woman the other day recently that I ran into, and she told me about her therapeutic abortion that she had because she did not want to have a third child for a number of reasons, and she felt terrible and shame. I said, there is no need for you to do that, but it was nothing I was going to say because this carries a lot of shame for people, needlessly so. Um, Anyway, so it's been a great program. I, uh, this is a, an area of interest for many people. I realize that. I get these questions all the time about dating. And so hopefully we'll uh, address this a little bit more as time goes on. Well, I'm, I'm planning on doing that because intimacy and relationships and, and great sex are all really important. I'm going to try to get some more womanizers in my life. That's for darn sure. And um, so don't forget, sign up for Hot Flash in the City. Uh, it's all, it's going to be a cocktail party and shopping and all about estrogen, the latest on estrogen, bioidentical hormones, leg pain, sleep issues, mood disorders, um, during that transitional phase of life, perimenopause or the years leading up to menopause begins at about age 37. Vaginal dryness is a big problem. That down there desert like feeling, which is not great and will lead to low sexual desire and will impact your relationship as well. So we don't want that. Um, talking all about that, all your questions answered by the experts. And you know what I say, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath. You have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.